Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. And welcome to season two, episode 26 of the Creative Exponent podcast. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So today we're talking about creative self-care. If you don't get that, then just listen to last week's podcast. Just the intro is enough. (laughs) Completely miffed on the intro. Um, So we've talked, I mean, we've kind of danced around this topic a Mm -hmm. lot and have talked about just the importance of creative time and we, we've talked about a lot, of, a lot of these things, but I think um, we're going to kind of put them together in a concise way and yeah. talk about taking care of your, you know, your little creative soul um, from a little bit of a different angle. So yeah. the idea of this is we just want this episode to be a huge encouragement to you and um, and also to maybe help you avoid some of the pitfalls that yeah. creatives can can get into with um, just, uh, I, I guess, being, I don't know, like falling into that sort of trap of yeah. being this like angst-filled artist. Or, or also, <laughs> I think on the flip side, being someone who just maybe isn't making enough time for it and kind of yeah. creating from a a place of stress or scarcity. So I'm going to just sort of talk about that. So I think the first thing is just the importance of making time for creativity. And this came out of, um, Shauna uses this whole like block scheduling system that she's going to be sharing with our mentoring group. And in that you have very structured creative time. So like how, because I know I look at that and I'm like, just seeing all those colored squares with stuff filled in would make me feel very anxious. <laughs> like, okay, now it's time to create. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. So how does it, right. how does it work for you? Well, and I think just to preface to me, the importance of, and I, maybe it comes from, because I'm not by nature a really scheduled person. I'm pretty like on the fly. Uh, I always have worked that way. So I think it stemmed from, well, working with clients who were um, more in the corporate realm of things, you know, Mm -hmm. and and I just, I had to become a little more scheduled, you know, even in my approach to to my working relationship with them. So that's kind of where it stemmed from. And then I think because we were consulting into companies where there was so much inefficiency, no matter the size, I just began to be really aware of like, Dang, man, we we put so much pressure on ourselves to do all these things, whether we're a, a small business, a, a larger corporation, or a single entrepreneur, and we have no we have no schedule. You know, like the bottom line is we have no real daily priority, like the way in which we move throughout the day. So I think that just sort of, it occurred to me that having a little bit of structure, having a little bit of boundaries, like really does then, for me now, and and I think that's what I learned, it opens up the ability to have more of a flexible schedule with less anxiety, because that's the thing. It's like, I think a lot of us, when we're creative entrepreneurs, have 
flexibility. It just comes with it, the anxiety that we're not getting enough done. And it's like, that's a, that's totally counterintuitive. I don't want that, you know? So for me, like, and I'll, I shared this on our stories, but, and, and we're doing, like Marion said, a, a session with the mentoring group. So like, I, I just break my activities up by day, basically. It doesn't mean that nothing on Thursday's list ever makes it onto Monday or that Mondays don't get pushed, you know, or that really even I have it broken down by like the hours of the day, but that's less important to me. I'm not as worried about like, well, do I start right at 8 a.m.? No, not always, you know, depending on the kids, their schedule, especially once school starts back, that will, will not operate that way. So it's more about, I just know that the big bucket, really important things that need to happen on Mondays, it's this. This is what the day needs to generally feel like. So that, because so that by Thursday, everything can be pretty willy-nilly for me. Because mm-hmm. I need a couple days that just feel sort of like, what do I want to do? today? What do I think is the most important today? Um, And it's not, like I said, it's, I know I'm rambling, trying to think of like the, to me, the biggest thing that I think it does for me is it tells my brain, I'm like pointing at my sides of my head right (laughs) now. She is pointing (laughs) at her brain with both fingers. Yep. Uh, (laughs) It tell, it gives me a way to tell my brain, Don't be stressed about the marketing planning you need to think about for the creative exponent today because that's already on your schedule for later in the week. You're going to get to that. There is time that is devoted to that. Don't get on your website today and think of all the things that need to be tightened up and need to be fixed and need to be addressed today because there's time later in the week for that, you know? So I feel like it puts me in more of a proactive, what are the things that need to happen today so that I get to do the things that I want to do too, which is the creative part, you know? Yeah. And like creative time, I just have blocked on there. Like basically Friday afternoons is when I'm, I know like I don't have anything else. I will not ever schedule a conference call on, you know, Friday at 2 p.m. Not ever, Mm -hmm. you know, unless my financial stability depends on it. So, you know, and then <laughs> sure. we will not eat unless I do right. this call. Yeah. yeah and I, of course, schedules are meant, I mean, you got to give yourself grace. I don't always, I can't always stick to that. It just kind of gives me, I don't know, it's a peace of mind thing for me. So that because yeah. I'm such a list maker by nature and the problem with lists, I just um, did this with a client this week. You know, we put... When we're list makers, we dump it all out. It's like the stuff that needs to happen today and the stuff that needs to happen two weeks from now and the stuff that needs to happen really in about six months or a year that we're working towards instead of it sort of being broken down into what's manageable for today. And I just need a, we talk about this a lot, I need a clear win at the end of the day. I need to know when it's like, all right, you've, You've worked enough, you've worked hard, you've gotten things done, now go be with your family. That's mm-hmm. enough. Everything else can wait. So it just kind of helps me do that, that's all. It's not about like a yeah. rigid, color-coded, you know, schedule I can't veer from. <laughs> yeah. It's a piece of mind well, tool. I, I think that the 
And you really touched on this point that I, why I think it's so important, why scheduling is so important. And I think when people think of creatives, they think like we're incapable of of creating any kind of schedule or sticking to it. And the the importance of it is um, then there's not guilt during that creative time because it's, it's scheduled. It's a part of, you know, I think it's especially, there can be guilt around creative time, especially if it's a hobby, if it's a business, it's a little easier to justify. Like this is my work. It looks, it doesn't look like everyone else's work, but it's still work. Um, but when it's something that you're doing just as a hobby, it can be difficult to justify that time away from family, mm-hmm. that time kind of shut away in a room quietly, um, yeah. or, or that time taken away from just more productive things like, man, I should be doing laundry. I should be doing this or that. So scheduling yeah. it out, I think can really help that. And, um, we'll, we'll take care of yourself creatively. That's sort of the whole yes. point of this episode is just about giving yourself that gift and that time. Um, yeah. And I think an, another thing that is an important piece of creative self-care is investing in yourself in um, learning, education, instruction, mm-hmm. mentoring programs, you know, working, uh, I guess, sort of more apprenticeship, working under someone to learn from them. And yeah. um, again, that's something that I think is easy to lose sight of when you get busy, when you know, if you're maybe just starting out and the funds really aren't there for that. But Mm -hmm. I've become ever since I, well, even before oil painting, but when I started oil painting, my go-to was to buy books about oil painting and about drawing Mm -hmm. and about figure drawing and, and landscapes and clouds and still life. And, and, um, so Jeff kind of, he always laughs when he knows that Anytime he's like, hey, do you want to go to Barnes and Noble? I'm like, yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> and just be aware that I will buy books there. Right. When I'm there, I will buy books. So if yeah. you're not okay so with that, that's let's a problem. Yeah. But he always kind of laughs when, you know, he sees me walking. We sort of split up and he goes, looks yeah. at his stuff and I go look at my stuff. And he'll see me carrying this stack of books up to the counter, like I'm inevitably every time. And so I've started telling him, you know, we've paid for him. I've worked while he got his bachelor's Uh degree, while he got his master's (laughs) degree. And I'm like, this is my continuing education. And it's a heck of a lot cheaper than yours was. So just keep your mouth closed while I buy my books. Okay. (laughs) Good God, Jeff. And he's like, I'm not, I didn't say anything. I'm not saying anything. (laughs) But I really do mean that my, you know, bo- books are my continuing education. Yeah. I'm choosing to, to buy books yeah. instead of, um, and to take online classes and workshops and things, yeah. um, instead of going back and trying to get a degree yeah. in art or fine right. art or anything. I'm not, not right. doing, don't have plans to do that at this point. Um, but yeah. I think it's important to continue to invest in yourself. And as a part Me of that, too. giving yourself time to study time yeah. to, read, to watch those tutorials, to, mm-hmm. um, play around and experiment with those techniques. Yeah. Um, I've taken a lot of Jean Oliver classes. I signed she, up for three. I mean, I haven't you? done them yet, but I, when she did the 50% off, yeah. I was like, yep, 
getting three of these. So I'm going to start they one of them They are always soon. so good. They, yeah. they always, I learn a lot. I discover new fun art supplies, which is always mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. Um, and you kind of get led into another artist's world and how they create. And so, um, yeah, yeah I, I really, really enjoy her classes. She is, so it's, she teaches some of them, but then she has um, artists come in and teach um, classes on all sorts of things. Right. Everything from, there's one that she's doing on lino cutting and there's drawing, painting, photography, um, just yeah. all, all sorts of creative. It's pretty, it's a robust library. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So anyway, and the classes are usually around like $40 a piece, mm-hmm. $60 are really reasonable mm-hmm. for a lot of content. So anyway, yeah. um, so continuing education, I think really supporting yourself, investing in yourself to learn and grow in whatever creative field that is. And that might mean like, um, taking classes, um, Mm -hmm. from, uh, um, uh, at a music school, maybe it's singing or might be doing dance classes, like whatever it is, but just kind of continuing to nurture that is a really important part of caring for, for yourself creatively. Yeah. And I think the bottom line, we wanted this to be a short and sweet sort of episode to leave you with before we take a little bit of a break, tiny, not too long. Um, but, you know, the main thing is just try to ask yourself, what gifts could I be giving myself that I'm not right now? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's wh- what gift could I give my creativity, my creative business that I'm just not making time for. And for me, you know, I think the investing in in myself is important, same as Marion. You know, that's why the schedule matters to me, like some kind of, because anxiety of productivity is a big thing for me. So if every day feels so loose that I'm just like, well, I think this is what I'm going to do today, then I don't feel like I'm really doing anything well. That's what Mm. it is. I don't, I'm not, I'm doing a lot, but am I doing it well? Am I doing it intentionally? Am I proactive instead of reactive? All those things matter. So I think you just have to ask yourself, what could give me a little more peace of mind, save me a little more energy to be able to pour into my creativity, you know? Mm -hmm. And whatever that answer is, just do it, nurture it, you know, figure out ways to to be able to pull that in, you know, and hold, and let that hold an important place, you know, because it matters a whole lot, you know, as we kind of move through our creative journey, whether it's for business or it's just for, just for ourselves. Yeah. And I think the final point is to make, um, to make sure your, your creative time is a healthy time. And I think like yeah. you, you've talked about scheduling is such an important part of that. I think learning is an important part of that so that you're, mm-hmm. um, and we've talked about the importance of having this mindset of learning because you're not, yeah. You're not coming to your creative time feeling like you have everything all figured out and it always has to be perfect. You're coming as a student, as somebody who's experimenting, as someone Mm -hmm. who can make mistakes, who can be an amateur, who can be a beginner. Yeah. Um, But also artists and creatives have this reputation for being um, like Elizabeth Gilbert talked about it in her (laughs) book, Big Magic. Like this, (laughs) they're just a bunch of like... Um, depressed alcoholics, <laughs> drug addicts, um, right. can't function in a normal relationship, mm-hmm. can't hold a regular job. They're unreliable. Mm-hmm. They're like all of this stuff. And it's like, really? <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's wonderful. Cause in that book, she's like that, that's just not 
first of all, it's just not true. Like that's maybe mm-hmm. a few famous artists and yeah. creatives have fallen in that category, but that's right. just not broadly true. Um, but it's become kind of this stereotype. And I do think that we can fall into stereotypes without yeah. thinking about it, that it's like, well, I'm, I'm an artist, so therefore my work is difficult. <laughs> you know? Right. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, and it just doesn't have to be that way. It's, you know, we, we are no. all about being a champion of the creative and we want to see it be a, a place of joy and yeah. fun and well and expression and sometimes yeah. expression means like okay I'm getting out this like deeper a sure. little bit darker part or part of me but that doesn't mean that it produces in it in and of itself more angst and more darkness you know I think the the goal in in expression is to be able to take it and use it you know yeah use it in a way that's like you said healthy and uplifting and you know you're living your days and spending your days doing things that that give you life not the opposite you know yeah so I think that that's the goal yeah I think it's oh I don't know where this quote is from but it comes to mind that um, it's like if your work, if your art is hurting anyone, including yourself, <laughs> then it's <Right>. time to <laughs> Don't step away. Yeah, time to step away. It's something <laughs> like that. That's a paraphrase. I think it's yeah. from one of Austin Cleon's books. I'm pretty sure, okay. but it's uh, maybe Keep Going or or one of those. But yeah, but it's true. If your yeah. if if your creative endeavors, no matter what they are, if it's a source of stress and angst and frustration and all of those Mm -hmm. things, then, then it's time to do something else, go do something else for a little while. And it can be something that's creative, but just something else for a little while. And, and um, out of the box, what's that? I said bust out of the box. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I think it's, it's healthy to do that. It can be surprising Mm -hmm. and, Um, It wasn't out of, so my background is in theater and I've always loved theater. And I realized though, uh, when I was in college getting my musical theater degree, (laughs) that it maybe wasn't the lifestyle I wanted. I wasn't sure Mm -hmm. that I wanted, I like live stage performances, which um, it's sort of this perpetual hamster wheel, unless you land a show that's going to run for years and years because, um, you know, a show's only going to run for so long and then you have to be out auditioning for the next shows. And a lot of them are on tour. Shows are at nights and on weekends. So your Mm -hmm. schedule's really erratic. And I just realized like, while I love being on stage and I love singing and performing and I love the art of all of it, I I don't know if I really love the lifestyle that it comes with. And so um, I sort of shifted gears and, and not really intentionally, but my creativity just needed a place to land and it landed on mm-hmm. home decorating. That's just yeah. where it went. And, yeah. and then it's evolved over the years. So, um, it, it can just be a surprising journey. It just, if yeah. you realize you're going in a direction that, that for whatever reason is not serving the life you want to live, yeah. then there are a lot of, and there are a lot of other ways I could have gone, whether it was into teaching or into, mm-hmm. um, you know, coaching, um, you know, vocal mm-hmm. coach or whatever. There are all different ways I could have gone, but yeah. Um, 
I just decided to walk away from that world. And yeah. And yeah. I, and of course I found a real love for home decorating and painting mm-hmm. and upholstering and all sorts of stuff is <laughs> this whole world. So, yeah. um, yeah, so creativity should be fun. It should really be a place of, um, discovery, a place to take yeah. care of yourself, not to destroy yourself. Definitely. Mic drop. That's yep. it. There you go. That's it. <laughs> really, truly, that is it. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> um, so we're going to take about um, a month off for uh-huh. August. So we'll be quiet for August, but you can listen to old podcasts. And you can also find us. We're going to do some Instagram live yeah. um, sessions, which are always fun because then we get questions and comments. Oh, yes. Yeah, just from. Good. Good conversation. Yeah, it's good. It's not just the two of us sitting here. So we're going to do that just to mix things up a little bit, but then we'll be back Mm -hmm. in September. And we do have a creative contraption for you. And actually, I have ordered some, and I haven't used them yet. It's one of the things, like, I need to sort of figure out how I want to use them. But you've been using them a lot, and you're like, this is how can a human survive without them? Well, they're just wonderful. Did we already say what they are? We have Pigment not sticks. said what they okay. are. We're just not going to tell you. You're, it's right. like the, We're just it's like the news story that's like, there is something incredibly toxic that's in every household. We'll tell you right. about it. At the end of this. <laughs> right. At the end of this advertisement. Um, no, so pigment sticks, oil pigment sticks. I, now, the brand I found that I like a lot is R&F, just because I like the color range, and mm-hmm. I read that they were especially creamy. And it's just like oil paint in a stick, which is bizarre. I would just say it's just nice, especially when you want. Now, if you're really, if this is a very meticulous piece, I would imagine it's a little less appealing. But I have loved just the loose. There they are. You've got yours. Yeah. I have um, Um, Sennelier as well. Yeah, I have those too. Um, And I, I like them. I like some of their colors, but I. Man, I've I've enjoyed the R and F a lot, but yeah, I just it's nice for fast, you know, um, paint placement, and mm-hmm. especially if I've already been swapping back and forth between a bunch of brushes or I'm cl- having to clean one brush over and over. It's just nice to pop a little, you know, something on there that can be blended in because it blends just you know the same as any other any other oil paint out of a tube. I don't know. I would just say take out some oil paper and play with them a little bit because the texture is just great. It feels so, so good. And it's just such a fast, easy way to pop a little bit on the canvas. So I love Yeah, I know people use them like they'll brush on, Mm -hmm. like they'll brush it off of the stick. So they're really good for traveling a little easier than traveling with. Although tubes are easy to travel with, but once the paint is out, then like... You either have to use it or you have to have a palette that's going to like have a lid and not make a mess. Um, Yeah, but I ordered some. I was pretty excited about them. The thing that I was surprised about is how big they are. I've seen them in pictures and I thought that they were like the size of like maybe a a, um, oil pastel stick Uh or something. Mm -mm. But they're they're huge. They're like, and these are the small ones. They're like, yeah, um, they'll last forever. six, Six or seven inches Mm-hmm. Um, long and a good half an inch or more yeah. thick. So they're really big. But anyway, yeah, um, I haven't, I haven't, and it's funny, both of these are indigo. I don't know why I ordered two <laughs> indigo ones. It may have been, I, I was will ordering. Tell you my favorite color, cerulean gray. I have. Because that. that's not a color you find that often in a tube. You, I mean, you can, but it's not widely. But man, uh, <laughs> 
this is you one got of the, the big, big ones. one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, a monster. It's like an inch thick. This one is um, cerulean extra pale, but I did, I think I do have this cerulean gray as well. Oh, it's um, so pretty. It's like the palest gray blue. Man, yeah. such a great color, but that's like a ba- baseball bat. Like you're going to be painting <laughs> holding the end of a bat. <laughs> You need to order the small guys if you if you get these. I was having an issue. I was ordering these during quarantine, and uh-huh. I was having a real issue, like stock issue, finding ones that yeah. were available. Oh, so, yeah. um, I think that's how I ended up with two <laughs> indigos. Is that one was yeah, out of stock was and I wasn't, and then I forgot I ordered it, and then I ordered mm-hmm. another one, but. Uh, anyway, well, we hope you guys have a great August. We'll take um, a picture you, of those if you're interested. <laughs> yeah. If you're interested in um, following us on Instagram, that's where we're going to do lives and we'll let you know what we're up to there. But otherwise, we'll see you back on the podcast in September. That's right. See you then. Thank you for listening to the Creative Exponent podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like The Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com.